Welcome to Truth Behind Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Dolores Semeraro, former corporate PR girl and digital communication specialist, now hospitality speaker and trainer on a mission to help travel companies and tourism organizations to restore travel confidence. Truth Behind Travel Podcast is a weekly interview series in conversation with tourism industry leaders and travel professionals about what goes on in the industry today, how do we embark on the journey to travel recovery, and restore confidence in travel. Truth Behind Travel brings you the key facts to help you travel once again, better, easier, and smarter. On today's episode, I'm taking you to Africa, a continent that I personally visited in several occasions and each time left me wanting more. More time, more experiences. COVID-19 and the halt of international tourism has deeply affected not only national and international tourism establishments, but also all those organizations working side by side with the local communities and those constantly protecting the precious wildlife of the continent. So today, I'm having a conversation, not just with anybody, but with the chairperson of African Tourist Board, Mr. Katberg Nkube. During the episode, he will share with us the number one way we as travelers can support the local communities when we travel. And not just that, in this episode, I truly recommend you stay until the end if you want to hear firsthand what's the ambitious goal for 2021 of the African Tourist Board. Before I call in Cutbirth, I want to take a moment to remind you to check the link in the show notes and subscribe to the podcast. Every Thursday, a new episode will explore the highs and lows of travel recovery and will bring straight into your inbox the strategies and the insights of tourism leaders and those that are shaping up the travel industry again. So, link in the show notes, subscribe, and I hope to see you in there. Welcome back to the program and welcome, Katberg. Thank you for being with us today at the Truth Behind Travel podcast. How are you? I'm very well in yourself and thank you so much. It's an honor once again to have myself on your program this afternoon. Would you like to give us an overview of, of your role and your, and your responsibilities uh, within this role? Thank you so much. My role is simple, uh, rebranding the continent. We're saying is the African continent. We know that Africa is one of the best continents in the world that enjoys the vast uh, stretches of land, that enjoys its natural resources. So we are saying my mandate within the African Tourism Board is to rebrand and tell a true true story of how Africa is Best destination for investment, best destination for tourism. Rebranding an entire continent from a tourism standpoint, it's hard work. And I can imagine that that you've been quite busy at it with your team and traveling a lot over the last few weeks as well, trying to join as many state members as well. And as you told me before, you were part of the UNWTO team in Africa as well. Yes, yes, yes. I was serving under the UNWTO as the regional vice uh, chair of the of the continent. Yes. Well, I guess at the moment, and especially over the last few months, um, the tourism 
industry has come to a very challenging time, especially for the African continent. Whereas when we look at what is happening in Europe, for example, on or in America or in Asia, many of these countries are still battling with the outbreaks and first, second, third waves of the pandemic. Whilst in Africa, for example, we can see a reprise of the domestic tourism. How is that going? How are the how are the African countries restarting tourism domestically? When we look back, tourism is one of the resilience sectors. We have gone through such processes in the past. I mean, uh, but we came out, tourism came up, bounced back, and uh, we still believe that what we're going through is not going to stay forever. It's only for a moment. What we are saying, we're saying, look, I think it's high time for us to reactivate and ignite the domestic tourism. That will be our starting point as we progress towards reactivating our international travel. We are saying, let's appreciate one another. It must start at our doorsteps. It was. It must start at our backyards. The each and every member states complement another. So therefore, it is high time for us to start the promoting our domestic and intra-Africa travel. It's not going to be business as usual. How we used to do business, things are totally going to change. So that means even our mindset should actually change towards reactivating our sector. Yes, and when it comes to domestic travel, the domestic tourism, restarting tourism as such, it's it's crucial for those all those ent- small and medium enterprises and all these small businesses that are, you know, they represent the, the, the ground base of the ecosystem. But one of the areas that has been heavily, heavily affected and probably one of the most endangered areas of the ecosystem, of the tourism ecosystem, is the conservation. The conservation programs and the conservation initiatives that are living in parallel with the tourism industry. No tourism, no money goes to conservation programs. So as we restart and as we try to encourage the domestic tourism to, to get going, to, to refuel the tourism spirit once again. How can we restart tourism in a more responsible way? We need a total shift, as, as I alluded with you, that we need the private and the public sector to start working together. Conservation, remember, we are only custodians of what we have, our natural resources, our heritage sites, I mean, the uh, uh, stock. We are only custodians. I have a case study of, of, of uh, Rwanda where we appreciate what they have done by sitting down and structuring uh, policies that will accommodate their domestic tourism, domestic accommodate their local populace. Our prices that have been structured for international travel, so therefore they need to be adjusted so that you are able to attract domestic tourism. And it's unfortunate that, yes, uh, conservation has been so much affected. Uh, a case in study where in, 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 um, in Zimbabwe, where we had a lot of elephants dying in isolation and so forth, it needs money, regeneration of money. So the private and the public sector should join hands 
Do you think the domestic market in terms of travel and tourism is engaged enough in the conservation project? We need to see a more robust engagement. We need to see uh, an openness, especially within the investment sector. By the way, if I may hasten to mention that most of the national parks, they are not being owned by local populace. They are owned by international conglomerate uh, organizations where there is no consolidation and a proper coordination with the local community. So our message is to say, let's have a strategy where we'll be able to synergize and be able to work together. Do you think you talk about conservation projects enough? As African Tourism Board, what we are saying, it is an opportunity that has availed us to start talking to one another, to start opening, I mean, our borders within and among us ourselves. That's why we are saying, let us utilize this opportunity. As I said, that we complement one another. Rebranding Africa is not about talking about uh, South Africa. It's not about talking about Tanzania, but the approach is a holistic approach. When I invite you, Doris, to come to, 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 to Africa, I'm not saying come to Africa, um, South Africa or Tanzania or Zambia in that case, but I am saying, Come to Africa. When you are in Africa, you are able to visit more than three or four countries, especially within the region here, where you are able to connect from South Africa to Eswatini, from Eswatini to Mozambique, from Mozambique to Zambia, from Zambia to Zimbabwe, from Zimbabwe to to Namibia. You can cover these these countries within within a a week's uh, exploration. So that is our mandate. Being able to travel across countries in Africa and to utilize, for example, one trip, one holiday, as time is so precious. People have very little time to go on holidays these days, if not very little resources, very little money to invest in travel. So when we invite them and encourage them to travel again, we want to make sure that they can see as much as they can, they can experience Yes. what they feel it's, you know, it's good and, and enticing for them. And I think it's an incredible opportunity. When I travel to Africa, of all the times that I've been in the, in the continent, I've only been able to go in one country only. Whether I went to South Africa, it was only South Africa. And I went to Kenya or Botswana or Tanzania, it was only one country at the time. So I can only imagine how amazing it would be to be able to move cross countries and to experience more of the continent. But one thing, especially in my last trip to Africa, which was before 2020, <laughs> it was in, uh, I went to the Mara in, in Kenya. Oh, yes. And Kenya. one of the experiences that really stayed with me and still with me is the contact I had with the local communities. Oh, yes. Local communities are the living the living soul of a travel experience i believe and i strongly support getting in touch with the local community whenever oh, possible yeah. however in 2020 due to the stop of tourism the halt of the industry they were the least supported they were the communities that really were like i wouldn't want to say forgotten but 
really the support for them was minimal. In terms of conservation projects and in terms of supporting those initiatives on the ground, directly on site, what is the role of a local community today? My task as the executive chairperson of African Tourism Board is to make sure that we turn each and every citizen of this continent as a brand ambassador. I would also want to go back to, to Rwanda, which is uh, our, my case study, where the government had to go out. Extreme cases where they went out and made sure that their populace are taken care of. And that is why we are saying, if you want to succeed within the tourism sector, your brand ambassador on the ground should be able to sell, should be able to indulge you, should be able to carry you to another planet within the African continent. We need to create hubs within the tourism sector. In our rural, we need to create a rural tourism where when you visit Africa, we want to take you down to the deepest roots where you can experience our originality. Just the thought of having to 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 meet and to experience the local culture, the local people, the local wisdom. It's something that will be with you forever when you travel. I've always said that if there is something that you will never forget, is something that you learn while traveling. And if you travel, everybody has different reasons for traveling. People travel to escape, to relax, to learn to learn about themselves or to learn about the world. Oh, yeah. So I believe that within the local communities, there is a little bit for everybody. And when we travel, it is our duty to, resp- to, to support them. What do you think is the best way to support a local community? Tourism or holiday making, it is a time for regeneration. It is a time where you, you reconnect yourself. Reconnect yourself to nature, one. Reconnect yourself to, the, to your roots, two. Reconnect yourself to your peers within the local communities. I have noted uh, when, when, when you travel, I mean, for example, when you go to places like uh, Maasai in Kenya, where we go there, we sit, I mean, we see, I mean, the Maasai is doing their traditional dancing and so forth. It should not end there by giving you $20 as a tree, as, as a tip. It, it's not monetary value, but your presence and your assurance that what you are doing is being valid across the globe, sharing brilliant ideas with them, encouraging them to do, I mean, come up with innovative ideas. It goes a long way. So our responsibility and my responsibility, your responsibility is to make sure that we encourage appreciation. It goes far beyond the money you give them as a team. Traveling is all about connectivity. It's it's all about uh, recreation. It's all about uh, finding your values. When I was in, uh, in, in, in Zambia just a few weeks, uh, I mean, a few, few months ago before lockdown, and I had an opportunity to go to Victoria Falls. And I had 
an opportunity to stand there and the showers from the falls, they make you wet. I had an opportunity where I can step on top of a rainbow. It, 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 it recreates your oneself. When you come out from those holidays, you are a changed person. Your perspective, the way you think and the way you handle, it, you, you, you become a changed person. So let's go out, let's encourage them. Let's give them hope because remember, some of these um, uh, indigenous people, they don't, give, they don't get that assurance that what you are doing will really I mean, value and let them reconnect. They form part of the value chain of our tourism sector. It just got me into a down the memory lane um, dream trip back when actually I just remember that it has been a few years ago, but I did visit Victoria Falls. And it was an unbelievable experience. Very short, but we did, we did... uh, probably crazy at that time thinking back but we did an experience on the on the river and we went rafting and oh, oh yes <laughs> so quite <laughs> quite adventurous there but i still remember okay i probably want to forget the rafting part because it was very scary for me okay. but exciting but scary but what, one thing i remember as it was yesterday and it's still so loud and clear in my mm-hmm. in my eyes and my ears is the voice and the cheerful voice of the local guide who oh, took no. us on the on the rafting trip and the way he was speaking to us and encouraging us not to be scared not to to fear nothing yeah. it is true what you say that our presence there and in general oh, yeah. the what we bring when we travel, when we are there, that alone is a, it's the biggest support that we oh, can yeah. that we can showcase and we can give to local communities. I absolutely yeah. agree with you when you say that it's not about the tip, it's not about the the money value that you leave, you know, down on a on a, on a tipping box or a, on a on a yeah. trip. It's really about the recognition, the encouragement, the the word of wisdom that you can offer to the local community. Because through the tourism, they also learn. They learn different cultures. They come across the Germans, the French, the British, the the Scandinavian, the Americans, and everybody's different. And they learn a little bit from everybody. It's really important to be mindful about the impact we have on the local communities. Because sometimes... Being mindful to me means that when we interact with local communities, we need to do that, do so respectfully. We need to interact mindfully with local communities and respectfully. I think I'll always be a strong advocate on that. We have seen, we have observed how the impact of the pandemic has has affected the industry, the the travelers' mental health, and the local community and the local economies. So we have seen it. We have seen it through. We've seen the changes. We are ready to take action because we have learned something from it. Every different segment of the tourism industry has a learning curve when it comes to this difficult time. What was your learning curve? I have always said tourism is like a garden garden of roses. In your garden of roses, you do have white roses, you do have uh, 
uh, yellow roses. You do have uh, red roses. And they all make the beauty aroma of your garden, whereby if, if somebody, neighbor, steps out of his yard, he looks at your garden, it, it brings that beauty. Same applies with our diverse cultures, our diverse religion. You have mentioned Muslims, you mentioned uh, uh, Christians. At the end of the day, we all form part of the beautiful garden. That should be explored, that should be appreciated by a traveler. Let us break the barriers that separate us as tourism boards. Let us break the barriers that separate us as nations. I actually get inspired with, 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 with Europe, where with one visa, you are able to travel and enjoy yourself with a Schengen visa. And that should be a case study, especially within our African continent. We need to ease the traveling. You cannot have a situation where you travel from where you are, you want to go to South Africa. From South Africa, when you want to go to Kenya, you need to apply for a visa. So we are saying as African Tourism Board, it is high time. Let us dismantle those barriers. That will actually assist us in working, not working in silos, but we work as, as, a, as a block of nations. We will definitely come out of this pandemic and resiliently our sector will be much, much stronger. It might be difficult for now, but as I indicated that it is a mindset. We need to change our mindsets. Do you think the African countries are ready for this challenge? Look, I have always said and argued that we don't need uh, 54 countries or 54 member states to have one objective. We have the African Union. Beautiful, crafted policies within the African Union, trying to bring all African countries together. But it has been existent for more than 20 years. We haven't seen much of the positive implementations. We only need two countries. We only need three countries. That's my target. That's my focus. And that's my objective of the tourism sector. In other words, we need to have the African states to walk their talk. Oh, yes. yes, yes, that's true. Uh, in every trip, I've always experienced something different, something unique, something memorable, something tragic as well, because it's mm. part of being human as well, and something real. I've met people that have decided to make Africa their home. I've met African people outside Africa and I've listened to their stories and there is one thing that comes through all the times yeah. and that's only when you miss your homeland. And it's ne they, ne they never say, for example, if they are from Botswana or from uh, Rwanda or Kenya, they say, I miss Kenya. They say, I miss mm. Africa. Oh, and yeah. that to me explains it all. As travelers, how can we help Africa? Today. Africa doesn't need to be given on a silver plate. All what we need is to join hands. That's all what we're asking for. Within the African context, African Tourism Board, we, we have our membership. It's, only, it's not only within the continent, but 
across the globe. We want the spirit of brotherhood. When you have the spirit of brotherhood, then you have confidence. Then it builds faith towards somebody. So we are saying, come and explore. Come and explore Africa. Come and enjoy Africa. We are here with open arms to welcome you. I look forward to visit Africa again. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to join the show today. And I wish you all the best for the work ahead. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And I'm looking forward to welcome you once again in Africa to explore and, and indulge what we can offer as the African continent. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bad. Wow, that was a high note episode for sure. I have never met someone so passionate about restarting tourism like Kapberg and Kube. African countries are joining forces, working tirelessly to embark on the path to travel recovery starting now. What are the takeaways of today's episode? Number one, African countries are working closely to create an inter-Africa visa that would enable domestic and international travelers to move across countries with one visa only. Number two, local authorities are engaging with the private sector to encourage and incentivize domestic tourism. Number three, conservation programs and organizations are, in many cases, not locally owned. Number four, the best way to support the local community when we travel is to share wisdom and appreciate their work and talents beyond the money value. There will be more to come on the next episodes of Truth Behind Travel, the world's first podcast dedicated to travel recovery. Join me as I interview more key opinion leaders of the tourism industry. Subscribe now, follow the link in the show notes, or head over to www.truthbehindtravelpodcast.com. Before I leave you, a little reminder to leave me a review when you can on Apple Podcasts. I love to read your feedback and so do other follow listeners. Thank you and bye for now.